Hello, hello, hello. This is Mary at Mary Unapologetic. I actually have my cousin here tonight because James is actually in Vegas. He is getting ready to get married. So Jenna, do you want to like say something here? <laughs> hello, listeners. Happy Sunday. Hope everyone had a beautiful weekend. Thank you, Mary, for having me on tonight. No problem. And I appreciate you coming on because I was like, okay, I can do this episode by myself or um, I can probably get Jenna here. You know, she, I mean, she's the next person that's like good at doing po podcasts with me. So I was like, hmm, let me see if I can get a hold of her. And I'm so glad I did. How's your weekend, by the way? You know what? It was good. I, I didn't get a chance to share with you, but um, one of my friends... Um, recently got back from Ecuador. We used to work together mm -hmm. and um, we decided to go to Porto Nuevo to get some lobster. I haven't been, I haven't been down there to taste the yummy lobster in so long. So it was, it was a good weekend. Really? I want to do yeah. that next yeah, time. Yeah, we know. I was next yes, time. Planet. We have to get, yes. Yes, seriously. So that was my weekend. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So the last time I did an episode with James towards the end, I said, Hey, James, let's do an episode about investing just because I think this would be the time now to teach our kids where they should really save their money or invest their money. See, because, th th you know, the, what gave me this idea is because you know how our kids get money for Christmas or their birthdays. And so I saved those over the years since they were little. And so we have a little saving, but it's sitting in this, you know, it's sitting in the savings account. And it's just like, it's not really gaining any interest, Jen. It's like, I don't know. I'm not even, you know, I didn't even look it up. What's the percentage? It's like point zero zero. Yes. It's like 10 cents, 20 cents. And I was like, wow, this is not really, you know, this is not good. I mean, since that I have a little bit of uh, experience already or, and some knowledge as far as day trading and, you know, I did a lot of reading and Your I research. And yeah. Research. And then it's not only that I'm always been fascinated with this because, um, when I was going to college, I had a classmate who was in my class and she actually was studying for to become like a stockbroker. And she said that she was going to take her seven series license. As a matter of fact, when 9-11 happened, she was there at that building the Twin Towers, because she was sent there by her company, Morgan Stanley, to do some okay. training. And so that, you know, that's a different, you know, that's another story to talk about. But, you know, it kind of like uh, uh, traumatized her and I kind of felt mm -hmm. bad. But, you know, yeah, that's another story to tell. But anyways, going back to this um, investing, I thought that this would be the right time now just because, I believe, wasn't it like last year, like sometime in March, there was like, a, you know, like a, the, the stock markets went down and then mm -hmm. now it's just starting to come back up. So this would be the time to do it because if you think about it, given five years, 10 years from now, that if you're buying something that's mm -hmm. like really low, then it will just keep going up. You can't lose. That's and like, I think there's that, there's that, saying that's been around for a long time is buy low, sell high. It's yep, still exactly. super relevant. Yeah. Um, and I think um, for those, I mean, just from listening to this podcast, it could pique people's interest to just even explore and discover things that they may want to 
and again, it's little, it's little things. You could just, you know, like it doesn't, you're not required to have thousands of dollars in your savings in order to invest. You can even start with $50 or hundred dollars here. You know, if you get some money for Christmas and just say, Hey, I'm going to, there's nothing I really want to buy that's material, but maybe I could, you know, I got this nice, generous um, Christmas get cash from my grandparents. Maybe I'll use some of that money to invest and see, and see, put it to work and see what happens. You know, um, it could be something that was obvious, like during the pandemic, uh-huh. it, it's quite obvious that life's at home. So e-commerce markets booming. Um, it's clear that Netflix, Hulu, so a lot of, a lot of, the world is streaming media and entertainment. So they may want to like, again, see, look, take a look at Netflix, take a look at Hulu, you know, anything in those little sectors, um, you know, the yeah. people, I mean, the toilet paper margin. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the, that, company, that, well, that manufacturing toilet paper, even if you just kind of, even if you just kind of follow Mark Cuban, like the guy is just incredible or find your person that, you know, in the tech space of the tech, the tech stocks, you know, and well, so, well, the tech, you know, the, the cleaning companies are doing so well and the sanitation yes, type companies are, yes. if you think of, you know, everything comes in a box. So something that's going to be, you know, maybe a big company that, that makes, you know, boxes because everything comes in a box. Amazon's not going to go away. Well, well, here's the beauty about this, Jen. Back in the old days, you have to have, you know, a certain amount of money. I, di- I don't want to say how much because this was back then. So when I inquired back then, it was like, you know, you have to have some kind of a, like thousands of money, okay, to be able to go to a stockbroker and say, hey, I want you to help me out with my investment. Well, with the technology and the times change now, there are this little app now that you can use and you can be a day trader yourself. Like, you know, just want to remind folks that, by the way, I'm not a stockbroker. <laughs> And no, I'm you're not, just, you're yeah, I'm, I'm just sharing, you're sharing what, what you found in your research. Exactly. When you did some searches. You, exactly. Say, I, I did. Yeah. She I just did. put into Google search this phrase and then this is what <laughs> came up. <laughs> well, well, you have to have some kind of a strategy. And if you know what you, you know, where you're heading, uh, obviously I tried this like what in 2008 when we had like the financial meltdown. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that was in 2008. The, the great. Depression. Almost like the great, almost like the second yeah. Great Depression. Well, right yeah. now we're almost like in that too again. But you know, like I said, you know, history repeats itself. But, but, but anyway. So I tried it back then, and then I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna invest a thousand, maybe two hundred here and two hundred there. I had to spread it out. I don't want to just put my my money all in one basket. Like, yeah. so you like, create like, your own little portfolio. Yes. So I just wanted to test it out to see if uh, I'm gonna get a hang of it. Okay. Okay, so now fast forward to 2020, I was like, oh, okay, I I didn't do too bad. It's not it's not like I lost money. Is if anything, I gained some money, but because I bought so little, that I didn't really gain a lot, right? Because I was just testing out the water. So, anyways, right. so from there, then I did a lot of reading and then you know observing where this thing is going, and then what I found out is that there's going to be a demand for lithium just because right now, right? I think we're in an era right now. It's like supply and demand. And right now it's like, if there's a lot of demand, then you're going to need to supply. Correct. Like for example, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Hint, hint Tesla. It's an electric car. So last year he had basically a goal to deliver 500,000 cars 
and he almost he did he he almost met his goal but he actually you know i think he delivered 499 something 550 so he was short by 450 you know cars but that was like so close right but here's the thing his um sales his car sales increased by 36% from the previous year let's say 2019 or something so Given with that information, you know that by this year and the future, he's going to deliver more. So if he's going to make more cars, like electric cars, he's going to need lithium, correct? So yeah. so now he's, I'm sure he's already, you know, he's already teamed up with some lithium companies because obviously he's going to need that to create more cars for him to sell. So this, that's, that's just one of the stuff that I found out or I read somewhere, you know. And believe me, I do my research before I say stuff like this. And once again, I'm not a stockbroker and I don't have a seven series license, but I, I do believe that there's some people out there that can figure things out. I, I used to have a friend and I think you said, Jen, you have one too. I, I used to have a friend. I don't talk to him anymore. Um, it's been what, 20, 30, 25 years that, um, I haven't seen him, but he, this is what he did. You know, he's not a, he, you know, he wasn't a stockbroker. He didn't have a seven series license, but he's so smart. He figured it out and he was a day trader during the day. And I think, didn't you say, Jen, that you have friends like that too in the past? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just when networking from connections on LinkedIn and when you talk to different people at either it's virtual conferences or when they used to have conferences uh-huh. pre um, uh, pandemic, yeah, people, well, first of all, everyone, the side hustle and the side gig is kind of a common thing. It's it's going mainstream where people have like their main job and then they'll still do something on the side, mm-hmm. like kind of people do real estate on the side. So some people literally do day trading part time, you know, as a hobby or just a, another source of income, you know, multiple sources of income. So, mm-hmm. you know, people do that. And if you're just curious about that, like talk to some different network, talk to people and do your research. There's so many avenues to get, you know, even the social handles, there's so many ways and avenues to gain information and learn. Yeah. Well, what about those? um, You know, the last time I did a podcast was like two weeks ago and it was just like last week that this crazy stuff going on with GameStop. I don't know if you've heard about that. Have you heard about that, Jen? I don't, I don't think I did. I don't think I got that news feed because I try oh. and stay away from the news. Oh, OK. OK. So, so so what happened was they called themselves on Reddit's Wall Street Beats. OK. Or was okay. it was it Wall Street Beats or Wall Street Bets? I think it's Wall Street Bets. OK. So okay. what happened was they found out that the hedge fund people, you know, at Wall Street, they're just okay. waiting for a company to basically, you know, you know, there's the, the stocks to go down. And yeah, I so, see it here. It was on, on Reddit. Uh, and then so what ha- ended up happening is like a bunch of uh, people at, yeah, at Reddit, they said they decided, no, let's gather all our money and we're going to buy the GameStop stocks and mm-hmm. to drive the price up. And that's what ended up happening. And the next thing you know, you know, um, some famous people are tweeting about it to drive mm-hmm. more, you know, other, you know, more investors, you know, like the ones that probably like uh, does the day trading, you know, during the day. So they mm-hmm. flocked into this and they drove the price up 
even up to like I guess it was it like five hundred. So from oh seven from seven dollars or was it twenty dollars? It went mm-hmm. up to five hundred, and then oh my goodness. yeah, and it was this was through Robinhood, and it was like it got to a point where Robinhood had to like stop it because it was so volatile. It was like going mm-hmm. bananas. But mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying. You don't need to talk to some expensive stock you know stock brokers that's gonna like you know charge you fees and you don't have to have a lot of money to just do this yourself if you have like a stock that you like look into and research you can do this yourself so so the question is somebody asked me before well how do you do this where do you go and and trade do your trading so one of the stuff that i looked into is like the fidelity you know, the Fidelity app. And then there's ones that's, that's like Charles Schwab. And then there's also mm-hmm. the Robin Hood. I think one time... Mike, Are those like the top ones? Yeah, they go in orders, okay? But mm-hmm. I like Charles Schwab. The only reason why I like Charles Schwab, you know, sometimes I'm old school. It's because I know their, you know, their credibility and they've yeah. been around and they're big. So therefore, I know that their company is run right, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar... Mm-hmm so much with fidelity but i know mike did robin hood just mm-hmm. because he said you know i i think it was like a what was it two weeks ago he said hey i heard that sun power is gonna do good and i said oh i don't know you know i, I gotta do my research first before i actually put some money in that he said oh i'll you know he said i'll just do it myself and i said well how are you gonna do it and he said robin hood i've never heard of robin hood before so he has this app robin hood and he put 700 on it and i think I think at one point he gained a hundred and then it went down and then oh, now it's only like $8, but he's not upside down. He's not negative. If anything, right. he's still, you know, if anything, he's still like uh, on a positive, it's just not as much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think what happened is that with this uh, stuff that happened last week with GameStop kind of drove some of the stock markets down, you know I mean? Yeah. Some of the stocks in the stock market down, but who knows? Like I said, I'm not an expert. Yeah. I mean, even one of my former COOs um, to, of a company I used to work for when I was telling him that, you know, I we bought our house low and sold our house high and mm-hmm. gained a lot of equity and I wanted to invest. And he was just saying he, you know, again, everyone handles their finances differently, but he mm-hmm. has a financial advisor too. But he was just saying that this was probably, we sat down probably like three years ago, four years ago. And he was saying, um, his advisor back, you know, four years ago was saying, oh, a, a strong market is a pacemaker manufacturer type company. And I just sort did a search up and they're saying now into the next 10 years, that's going to be, that's a, 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 something to look into mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, I mean, it's funny that he said that because now my dad got his put in like a year ago. So that's definitely something, you know, people are living longer, people are getting older mm-hmm. and it seems like these pacemakers, you know, they're going to be widespread <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as, you know, the, 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 the seniors are living longer. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So whatever you choose as a source, as an advisor and anything you're curious about. Well, you have to know what to research, where to research. But you know what, Jen, the beauty about it, the technology now is, is like so phenomenal that you can find anything online. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, remember when we well, used now to go the to- buzz is I'm the, now the buzz is 
and my friend that's really into Bitcoin, he 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 shared that oh, you really want to under you really want to understand it yourself yeah. before you. And like you said, you're old school. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you need to see no, how I, it performs. You, you probably want to wait. You know, well, no, not no, everyone's no. into it, but that's the that's 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 what's in the. That's what's trending. Well, the, the, what's trending right that now? Topic. Yeah, the, the, what's trending is like the Bitcoin and Ethereum. Evan's the one who was telling no. me about it because no Ethereum, Ethereum okay, and Ethereum. Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah. But then at that time, I think it was like what Bitcoin was it's been around for like almost ten years, right? But yeah. at the time, Evan was telling me, "Oh, it's only a dollar. Should I invest in it?" I'm like, "What? How, how does it work?" And the way he explained it to me, or the way I understood it. It's like you buy something, but it's in the it's in the cloud. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you, know, I went to college, and I always understood that everything is valuable if it's tangible. So if you're telling the if you're telling me that if I buy something or if I invest on something and it's in the cloud, how, what kind of assurance am I going to get that if things goes haywire that I still have my money or my investment well, you, there. Well, if you think about it, your data, you put your data in the cloud, don't you? You guys have app, you guys are Apple based. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we do. In the cloud, right? I know. Well, I'm just saying, but, but when it comes to money, I'm like, uh, but even explained it to me and I understood mm-hmm. it now, but then now, do you know how much is one Bitcoin? It's like 40,000 and up. I think it's 43,000 the last time I look. You know, is it that high now? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm not buying one. But then he told me that some of these people, instead of buying a whole Bitcoin, you can actually break it down and invest. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. but then, even with that, I'm like, what? I have to like now share my pie with someone. <laughs> but yeah. Right. So I was well, like, yeah, that's your finance. But if you think about it, the world today, I'm just, I'm just coming from a different angle just to give mm-hmm. you some surround vision, but never in a million years would you, would you think about your safety? And here we are sharing cars with, with strangers and Ubers and we're mm-hmm. renting houses from strangers. So it just, that's just an example of, I mean, you, you, you're already jeopardizing your security and trust for convenience. Like when you sign up for Uber, you have to share your credit card information. So it's just saying it's that type of, like what people are willing to give up privacy yeah, yeah. and sensitive information for convenience. And that's kind of the world, the modern world today. And it's moving faster and faster. So it may sound so um, far fetched and like, no, but then here. you have to think of the model of like, well, I, that's what we would have thought about Uber sharing a car with strangers and, well, and um, Airbnb. So then it's like, if we've come that far, you got to have to, you, you just kind of with that type of mindset, like, you're we're probably heading we're heading in that direction well we are heading in that direction but here's this no you're right jen and i'm so glad you mentioned this you know why because here's i'm gonna i'm gonna give you another angle on this yes you're right we are already there and we are already like sharing but some people are still looking at this how much of my price privacy do I want to give like for example the uber okay they know our credit cards okay somebody yeah. somebody let's say hack your credit card or you know there's a fraud on it then at least right. well, even at with least the, they, you, 
Yeah, at the least Alexa a... device. You know, people yeah. are listening in and our phones. Our microphone goes two well, ways. Everyone's well, well, you, there's a security you can do to to, to not do. You know, to not oh, make my... that. You know what I mean? Like a liability. But what I'm saying is that let's say okay, let's go back to the credit card because I'm going to make an example. Let's say, for example, the credit card. Let's say somebody hacked into it. Well, at least you know that hey, you can call your bank. Your bank's yeah, going to fix it. Protection. Exactly, your bank's going to fix it. But my concern was if you buy into like let's say I don't know. Four 43,000 on Bitcoin that somehow got lost or something happened or, you know, like the system is down and the cloud is down or whatever, you know, I mean, what's the likelihood of that? I just, Mm -hmm. the only reason why this thing is even a concern to me, because when I took computer class, my teacher told me, you know, the thing with computer, it's really smart. The reason why we use computer is to do stuff in efficient manner, right? But once that computer goes haywire, something's wrong with it, and then let's say, oh, it goes down, if you don't take precaution or whatever that is, you can lose all your data. You can lose your information. Then then, then what? What are you going to do? So that's why... I think some of the companies, like, you know, even hospitals, I noticed hospitals, they've gone, they've combined the technology with still paperwork. It's not like all technology because that's what happens. If you just rely on one thing and something goes haywire, then all your information that you probably need to conduct your business is all gone. You know what I mean? So, so that's what I'm saying. So for me doing Uber, because I know that, hey, that's just a small amount of money I might lose. If I'm talking about like, let's say three Bitcoins, that's what, 140 times three, it's like 120,000? Because one Bitcoin is about 43,000. I, did, I didn't even realize how high it went. I think it was 43,000. Well, no, is it, no, 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 it 4,000? Yeah, it might be. So we'll, we'll have to check that. Don't I take know. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't quote me on that one. But yeah. it's not 43,000. Maybe, maybe it's 43,300. Yeah. 4, because, yeah, because okay. now that I'm sitting here and I'm thinking 43,000. 40, wow, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, three, three bitcoins is like 120,000. <laughs> So, so the more we, yeah, the more we're talking, I'm like, wait a minute, (laughs) that's a lot of money, 120,000. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's 4,300. Okay. But even with that, Jen, one Bitcoin, would would you invest your, you know, like 4,500 on one Bitcoin? And then let's say something happened to that. It's like, I'm like, that's a lot. That's still a lot of money, right? I mean, for some folks, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Well, I'm, I'm just sharing this because I'm excited, uh, you know, I'm just excited. So what I did, I took the kids' money and put it on the lithium stock. And so we started, and this was just October, we started this particular um, stock. We started, you know, I pay like $11, $11.79. Well, now it's eighteen twenty-two. So that's what, two and a half months? But prior to, to it going down, because it went down, it was actually $22 last mm-hmm. week and then it went down but anyway so let's move on because i also yeah, want yeah, to the- yeah i also want to cover what are the qualities of a great leader so basically it's like what defines a great leader so there's 14 i have i think i only gave you half of it and i figured i'll you know the other ones the first half is like easy to uh 
you know, it's just easy. It's like kind of like common, you know, common things that we look for. And there's 14 personal traits. And I think the reason why, I mean, there's so much out there, but I think the reason why I picked this is because when I okay. meet someone or even if I work for a company, the first thing I'm looking at, right, you know, right away is like, okay, who owns the company? How much yeah, of a, le- how, exactly, how much of a leader is that person? You know, what's the, leader, you know, even just the management, right? Like the manager, right. So, you know, if you're going to hire a manager, you need to hire someone who's got leadership skills, right? You right. just don't want to hire someone who's not going to perform. So going to this now, um, my top on, to- on top of my list, I have honesty. And I think Mm-hmm. the reason why I have that it's because it's it's almost like the foundation you know yeah when integrity you, honesty let's go very 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 key yes exactly so so basically for me or even like you know when you meet a friend right how honest is that person because if you if, if the per, if the new person that you just met you have an inkling feeling that that person is not honest I mean would you trust that person probably not right right Trust, hopefully trust is at the top there too on that list of yours. It's, it's actually, I think it's like honesty and trustworthy is kind of like in one umbrella, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, yeah, so it's, so it's, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. So for me, when I say honesty, trustworthy and, you know, being trustworthy, it's like, it's right there. It's almost like the same, you know, because I even Mm -hmm. like looked it up, you know? Right. So, um, and, and during this, pandemic there's you know i've been attending a lot of webinars and Mm -hmm. webcasts and Mm -hmm. um uh, uh, linkedin lives and um virtual um uh, panels Mm -hmm. to listen in on and and in and in corporate america Mm -hmm. that was one thing during the pandemic that they were they were talking about looking for Uh they were looking for because just the the american climate with all the misinformation, they're saying trust was so challenging. And, and so since they couldn't trust, or there was, you know, on the panel in their, in their survey and in their assessment, when they went to interview companies, um, when they surveyed a bunch of companies, they were saying since, you know, the America's climate and all the chaos. It's changed. It's changed. It's changed now. Yeah. A lot of misinformation. So they, they, people were looking, there's a Elderman trust barometer, right. Mm -hmm. And it's a company that does that. And they were saying since people weren't feeling, um, having trust in the, the leader of the company, Mm -hmm. I mean, the leader of America at the time, they were looking towards their employers for Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And so trust is, was, something that was hard mm. to come by and, and and that they that's something that they needed to work on and mm-hmm. to, as well but they looked to the employers for that mm-hmm. um so, so basically that, that was a big thing mm-hmm. so basically you're saying that yes, the trust the US, factor so is, they're like who do i go well maybe yeah. i could go to my business leaders because maybe they're going to model yes. again not all companies but then maybe some they may have a better leader in their own big company versus the leader of the country you know e- what i mean exactly so so, and that, so that was an area that leaders wanted to also improve if they felt like oh shoot maybe we've kind of lost well, Jenna, integrity and trust during this pandemic, or they improved in so many ways. No, Jenna, it's not just even pre-pandemic or during the pandemic. When you are going to hire a company, the first thing that I look for as far as evaluating whether this is the company I want to hire or even I want to work with is that 
can I trust this person? I mean, this company or this person, or is this like a reputable company? You know, because if they're not, why would I want to give them my money and then get screwed in the end, correct? We always want to protect ourselves. That's our responsibility. So that way we don't, you know, have any regrets. And and by the way, folks, I, I'm, I'm mentioning this because these are the stuff that I actually teach my kids too. I'm trying to, you know, get them up to par that when they become adult, that, hey, they know all this stuff. Well, everyone has a, I just know, I'm just coming from just broadly, everyone mm-hmm. has their, I would come from, I think it's probably the empathetic side of me saying, I think everyone has their own life situation. So mm-hmm. um, I well, would have to. Well, you know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. I would have to learn more or know more about that individual's life situation because everyone has such a different life situation. But I, I also hear your point. Um, and it could be their mindset in general. I mean, you know well, what I mean? No, well, it, well, well, if you're coming from a place of lack. And- well, I know, no, no, I know what you're saying that um, you're, you're coming from, you are doing all this um, uh, Zoom meetings with people and you're meeting people, people, you know, what, what you've noticed is that people are looking for someone that they can, uh, someone, you know, for trustworthy and honesty, right? Those yeah, are the two they, qualities. They would talk, they would talk the two, about their current climates in their company that they look to their leaders and some companies had great leaders. Some the companies don't. was high and then it was, some was like in the gutter. And so we had, we heard the mix bag and heard the different data on it yeah but this still was one that that people look for okay so so we're on the same page what i'm saying is that i'm just taking this to another level where where how do you create or how do you find people that have all these qualities of being a good great leader so that's why i brought in the example of our kids you know if we talk to our kids and teach them right, you know, good morals, good values, you know, American principles, you know, principles, then they, they, they one day will have all these qualities as maybe becoming a great leader. Do you see what I'm saying? So 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 that's what I was saying. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like looking, you know, ahead, like taking it to another level. But anyways, um, so honesty. So when you actually have people working for you and you, it's, I think it's important that you want to send a message to those people who's looking and identifying you as a person that they can trust. And, you know, you have to be honest and you have to, you know, you have to show that you're straightforward because if you're not, then they're going to be like, wait a minute, you know, it's like questionable and you don't want to be in that position where you're supposed to be leading or maybe you work for a company and then if there's no leadership, well, the, you, you, you don't go anywhere. It's like a mess. So that's on top of my list, honestly. The second one is delegate. You had a human resources background, Jen. So this is the part where you and I are the same. So this is the part where, you know, when you're a leader, you, know, you should know who to delegate you know, certain responsibility or, or even recognizing key players for a certain position. Correct. Yeah. And I think you want the leader. Uh, I feel like, well, one, I, for me, I think leadership, true leadership is not really about the title. It, it's, I think it's for the, it's a person. It's about one person influencing another person. Well, that's what, know? that's what it is. And then, and then also, um, and giving them like delegating. So to your point, delegating uh-huh. and then having that employee be like, here, I'm delegating this project to you and I'm having you, 
I want you to feel empowered to just take yes. this project and mm-hmm. run with it. And mm-hmm. I trust you mm-hmm. because this is the climate of our mm-hmm. cultures. I trust you. And we know if you have, a, if you need help with guidance or, you know, policy mm-hmm. or, you know, anything that at the C-suite level, I trust that you're going to come to me and, and ask me and questions for help. Ask for, yeah, yeah. And ask for guidance and ask for authorization approval. And if anything's, you know, if I need to look at everything, but I want to empower you to take yeah. this project and run with it Yeah, because I want you to grow. I support your growth. And this is about we, not I, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like exactly a, a business is a people sport and, and the C-suite, the president, they're, they're not going to have a successful business if, if they don't support their people, their uh-huh. people are the, the most tremendous, the greatest asset. And so if you have a leader who's arrogant, that doesn't see that, then that business is not going to go it's far. It's not going to thrive, Jen. There's going to yeah, be like conflict within the organization. And that's yeah. what's not going to make the company successful or the organization, correct? Yeah. So it's it's another word for leader could be coach, an influencer, a motivator. Um, and and I think that leader that's is going to um, develop people you know, in, you know, develop them because they're going to delegate it. A leader's not going to be threatened by their own direct reports. They're not going to be like hoarding because there's sometimes there's leaders that they don't delegate as well. They there you go. The you just so nailed that, it. So you that just they nailed can it, take, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. So, and they, they don't want to give credit for the, we as a team, they just sit there and go, I like maybe there's the vice president saying, Oh, I did this and that. Yeah. And it really was behind the scenes to that person's team. And then he's going to the president going, Oh, I did this. And if he wasn't, if he's if not using me, that's, an, you're, that's not a good, that's not a good habit, sign. Behavior. Yeah. That, yeah. That's not a good sign because here's the thing, you know, um, from experience and from what, from what I've studied is that when you say I, that means you're now having this character characteristic of just just wanting all the attention or the spotlight on you rather than the company working together as a team. You know, right. that's why and they're very, taking advantage of their power. They want yeah. to show that they have the power. And, yeah. So, you know, it's their ego. too. Yes. It has something to do with ego. We're going to go back to that because that's that's on my list, too. And maybe they're coming from like a ruler, the ruler personality, you know, like they want to be the ruler. Yeah. But I think you want to be a genuine leader, you know, and someone who empowers your employees and and someone also, who promotes teamwork. Correct. Yeah. And then and then I now another buzzword is um, we, they want to see diversity among teams. Yes. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'm glad you instead mentioned of cookie that. cutters, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's just like. No, 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 and Jen, diversity. Jen, yeah, go uh, ahead. Sorry. No, I'm glad you mentioned that because you know what? If you don't have diversity and and if you if you don't have, can you? This has something to do with creativity too. If you don't have diversity with different people, then how yeah. you can be create? How can you be creative when you're trying to either troubleshoot a problem to think outside or if you're the box? Trying to be innovative. Yes. you have to be innovative. You need creativity and you need a diversity of voices, mm-hmm. diversity of backgrounds, diversity mm-hmm. of um, people and diversity of status and like these unrepresented, um, groups, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, male to female, female. ratio or even um, like from one race then, to another. Right. Yes. And then also veterans, you know, mm-hmm. to non-veterans mm-hmm. and also, um, someone who may have a disability, you know, some, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so you can't be biased. And so yes. it's, it, I think they did another, again, I learned this from another, um, Zoom meeting, but they did studies in, in a lot of the tech 
companies tech industries. And, okay. and, and, and Silicon Valley, they, they, they asked a bunch of companies, what's your definition of diversity? And the majority thing, what? majority of the answers came back in their head. Diversity was um, having a, a female um, like in the C-suite. So okay. they said, oh, diversity is having maybe at least one woman uh-huh. on the leadership team, right? Because you don't, now you're starting to see more women. Uh-huh. But then not only that, diversity to them was white women in leadership positions like the C-suite, the executive okay. leadership suite, and black Americans. And it's like, no, no, no. Diversity is, it extends to so much more like uh-huh. the unrepresentative, unrepresented groups, uh-huh. you know? And so I, I was just so happy. I'll have to send you the the interview of this woman who was just, she just, she's sharing this stuff. Well, yeah. No, I mean, if you think- and she was even saying that we, she doesn't even like the word diversity. It's more about inclusivity, which I kind of like the word inclusivity because then that captures an, a wider net of what we're really talking about that, that really represents diversity. Because well, again, you- most of the America, it was like, Oh, black Americans and white females in leadership positions. And it's like, no, that's not well, well, they got well, they had it wrong <laughs> well 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 see because that, because in the, in their mind that's what diversity you know is yeah. in their mind but, they but, off, but, oh but, black americans but, and but, and women and but white women in the leadership that, you, was, that was in their head well for me when i hear the word diversity i'm thinking about like you know like african-american white asian Indian, you know, it's like all sorts of like, you, you know, like diversity. And then it's not just male, it's female. And then also maybe someone who, like what you said, someone with a veteran background, you know, like the veterans, you know, like military backgrounds. Yeah, that's to me, it's like diversity. So now let's, let's see. Number three, I have communication. So if like what you said, Jen, and this is, this is where I'm coming from too. Leadership is not like the title. It's actually the person, you know, we're talking about qualities of a person. So so I can pinpoint right away, you know, when I see someone, whether they have most of these qualities or some of these qualities, you know what I'm saying? So like communication, I think that's on my third, on the, that's a third here on the list is because just, I, I just think that it, you don't have to be a leader to be good at communication. I think communication is very important. If you don't know how to communicate then you're kind of screwed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, yeah, com- if you have communication problems, you're going to need to be coached because there's leadership coaching and you'll, you'll have to like be humble and have humility to be like, this is an area and have an, uh, enough self-awareness. I hope self-awareness is, I mean, that those are things I look for. So high self-awareness to know like, oh, I really struggle in this area. How can I improve? <laughs> Communication too is important for success because without clear communication, your employees or the people that you're dealing with might have trouble well, understanding. They don't yeah. Know the, yeah, yeah, might have they're trouble. Like, gonna, they're going to ask, "Where's the North Star? What's our mission? What's our vision? Where are we <laughs> what's headed? Your go- what's your goals? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What What are our outcomes for the year? E- exactly. And then, and then you have the blind leading the blind, and that's chaos. And then you're going in in circle. So I and then people are pointing fingers at each other. And that's not a healthy environment. No, that's not. See, see, now, okay, so communication, you know, what's so important about it, too, you need to be consistent when it comes to establishing work expectation or constructive feedback. And it's not only that, also uh, constructive criticism. The biggest thing that I've learned when I was in college is being able to accept constructive criticism and not feel, you know, not not take it personally. Because if you are going to be like a thin skin, and people mm-hmm. are trying to communicate with you and give you constructive criticism and you don't want to hear it, then what do you think is going to happen? That, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be defensive and then you're going nowhere. Well, 
You're not going to yeah, troubleshoot and, the and problem. And if you think about it, it's all about tonality. So it has to be delivered and shared in the, the right, right way. manner. Yeah, yes. in the right way. In yes. the professional and with yes. with compassion because it's more like go from a coaching angle. Like yes. I'm here to help you. Like yeah. So it's all about how it's um, delivered. How it's delivered. Yes. Okay. Number four. Yeah. We're moving on. Okay. Because I have yeah. like fewer in the list. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. We have yes. To so number four, through. confidence. What do you think about confidence? I think you, you mentioned earlier about ego, you know, being like the ego, egotistical. So give me a mm-hmm. point well, on this. Is good. I think confidence is good because it's a skill and there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. But if you're confident and there's, if, if you're just beaming with confidence and you're influencing, it ties to influencing your teams, you want to be contagious and infectious in a mm-hmm. positive way so that mm-hmm. they're going to be highly motivated. They're going to be so excited to move the company forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're, they want to, it's a sense of belonging. It's a, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, it's something that it's, you know, we're all in this together. Everyone's working towards. So you want your leader to be confident because this, if you, if your employees see that you're not um, confident, uh, that yeah, you're going to be a pushover leader. They're not, they're not going to respect you. Exactly. They're not going to respect you. No, let me, add, I'm going to go. Show us confidence I'm going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jen, sometimes we get excited about a conversation <laughs> that it's like, you know, we overlap, you know, as far as conversation, know, but it's kind of, we take it too far. No, 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 but it's okay. It's that's okay. my thing. That's, that's how we, that's how we are though. But here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to just go on a different angle here. Cause I just like to do that. Okay. I just think it's important that confidence sh- should not be mistaken by ego, you know, being egotistical because some no. people, some people somehow when they can't tell the difference, they think that someone who's being egotistical is just being overconfident. Do you, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't you, do you not see all these signs that this person is so ego and so narcissistic? And then you guys are looking at it as confidence i'm like no so well that's arrogance i feel like you're it's more heavily weighted on arrogance you know when the when the ego is so blown up so how do you differentiate those do you have an idea i think i think if you are an empathetic and compassionate leader if you lead with heart and Mm -hmm. then you and if you come across in a a genuine Mm -hmm. um confident way confident way that Mm -hmm. you're using the right Mm -hmm. um language Mm -hmm. you know and you're embodying and like even Mm -hmm. your body language is Mm -hmm. showing you know a lot of the we and Mm -hmm. and that you show that you care about Mm -hmm. your employees and it's shining through the confident manner yes then i think you're gonna win because you want you're going to want to win your people over because again, yeah, people, yeah, you're on the right track, Jen, because someone who's, for me. yeah, someone who's arrogant or egotistical or narcissistic, most of the stuff that the, the traits with that kind of person, it's like, it's like, I, 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 I'm the best. I'm, I, you know, I fix this. I can solve your problem. That's not true. Cause in reality, in society, we always have to be, we, yeah. yeah, you're not showing team spirited. That's not team spirited. Yeah. And then, and then not only that, part of this is that you have to give, um, credit to people that have helped you or who have, you know, come up with the idea, right. Rather than you taking the credit. So, yeah. yeah. And then someone, I, for me, another thing that I'm giving the, you know, the folks out there, like some kind of a pointers, it's like someone who's confident, you know, confident at what they do is that, um, someone who has a plan. If you have a plan, obviously mm-hmm. you can basically say, Hey, I have a plan to fix this problem 
A, B, C, D is how we're going to do it. And it's in this order. So if they have a plan, so that shows that they're confident, not necessarily being egotistical. Like I said, the, the difference between those two are totally night and day because someone who brags about themselves, that means it's either arrogant, egotistical, or narcissistic. So anyways, I just have to put it out there because I've seen people really like identified egotistical is actually that you know they mistaking it for confidence and i'm like no no no, that's not it let's see here um commitment i have i have it here as far as you know on my list and i think it's because i think my angle on this is that um nothing is more important than to show that you know like you have to lead by example like you know loyalty respect for you know if you have loyal loyalty or commitment to making and guiding and leading your team then your team will have respect for you as a leader yeah i agree yeah okay i agree so lead by example so what that means is that if you are preaching about like a do's and a don'ts you have to be really careful that you're not going to contradict yourself because the minute you contradict yourself, then <laughs> you're giving them room to like argue, have an argument that, you know, and to question you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's the biggest thing about personality. You know, when you're looking for someone's personality, you know, looking at someone's personality, it's like the contradiction. You mentioned positive attitude. That's my, that's my number six. That's yeah. big on you. I know you. you optimism mm-hmm. is optimism is is critical because um when you're part of a company it it doesn't run smoothly Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of fires you got to put out Mm -hmm. Um, people are going to be overworked and stressed so Mm -hmm. you have to have foresight and then you also have to just that leader first of all leaders of companies like even before they probably started the company that you work for they probably started other businesses that failed so Mm -hmm. they just stuck with it they had grit they had perseverance perseverance and they just stayed you know they worked on their optimistic Mm -hmm. um, behaviors and mind flows and mind states and and positive mindset you have to because it's it's hard it's hard work you got to take the good and the bad and and over to get over its peaks and valleys so you definitely um i feel like it goes hand in hand you do want to be positive but you you have to persevere and have a will Mm -hmm. and determination kind of and then, you have, with it. and then you have to um, make sure that the environment is positive, because if you have a positive yeah. environment, then you're empowering your em- employees exactly. to be more yes. productive. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and if you're just operating from lack and just like if you're constantly in this dark cloud, mm-hmm. that's going to really like kill the mood and the vibe mm-hmm. of your the, the synergy of the team, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 and disrupt the cadence. Because if you have a good flow mm-hmm. within the infrastructure and then within you know, the team spirit, you want to keep that like in a healthy vibration, you yeah. know, and you want to be optimistic. Yeah. Well, so it's like, a, it's like sending positive when energy. Times are so hard. Yeah. yeah. So it's like sending positive energy because the minute, have you yeah. ever worked for someone? I mean, or even like someone with, you know, have you over, yeah, they have, if there's no positive, with, like, there's no positive ne- energy or excitement you and on the, yeah, on the leadership team, there has to be someone like if it's not the president, there's got to be someone else on the leadership team that's going to be the motivator, the influencer, the 
the encourager, the energy, you know, yeah. the and positive I th- vibration. And I think as humans, you know, we're more attracted to uh, people that send out positive vibes rather than a negative. Yes, yes. And that you, you want to spread that throughout the whole organization. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, creativity. Okay, so the only reason why I have creativity on the list is because a good leader should know how to think outside the box when any issues arise. Don't you think? Like, let's say there's an issues or there's, an, you know, there's any issues or problems. Good leader really should know how to take the team and sit down with the team and say, hey, let's brainstorm. Let's think outside the box and be open to have other people give the leader what do you call this, their thoughts, right? Their ideas. Yeah. and Voice yeah. their ideas. Yeah. Exactly. So in that in, in paired with that is strong listening because if, mm-hmm. if you have a leader that's not going to listen to their team, mm-hmm. it's it's that's not going to be a good situation. <laughs> These are the stuff that I look for when I work when I used to work for a company. You know, because if the company that I'm gonna like uh, work for, let's say management is there's this problem, you, you will know right away. Like for me, when yeah. I used to work for companies, and then I you know a day or two, I started hearing like, oh, people are complaining about something. Then I'm like, kind of like, oh, I'm kind of in tune what's going on in this environment or in this um, uh, company. Yeah. And if your leadership team has never once surveyed their employees to get feedback, mm-hmm. that that's not supporting like listening to your employees and, and showing that you, the employees have a voice and their voice matters. You have to do the employee surveys and gain feedback. Exactly. On what you know, what's happening in, in the in the climate. So you have the list. And that's uh, where innovation and creative creativity bursts. Yep, it can do two things, right? It can solve problems, and it can you know, like what you said, innovation, and, and then seek out alternative me- methods, like creative methods, where it's going to map to 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 um, cost savings, to uh-huh. times you know, more time and more productivity. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then more morale, build morale. Another thing that I notice is that people, when they're trying to solve a problem or let's say some issues, sometimes, you know, um, they can't, when they're not thinking outside the box, when they're so into like focusing on what the problem is, then they miss all this stuff that they, you know, as far as solution that they can probably take. Like what I was telling uh, James, you know, like last two weeks ago, I said, look, I heard this conversation between the argument for opening the restaurant and then the argument for, whoa, what do you mean? Um, we're losing a lot of lives. So I didn't know that money takes precedence over, you know, um, people's lives now. So I was telling James, I was like, whoa, they're both correct. And I both hear them. But then I said, look, how, you know, how you solve the problem. is like the way I'm looking at it. It's like how my friend who took the nursing test told me, I said, how do you fail the nursing test? Um, five times or four times or even seven times, I think, you know, and then she said, well, Mary, it's a multiple choice from A to from A to D. They're all right answers, but only one is the true answer. So these two people who was arguing, you know, on social media regarding, you know, whether the op- the restaurant should open and then the other ones arguing, wait a minute, people are dying. You know, I mean, why are you taking, you know, you can't, mm-hmm. you know, you can't bring those dead back, you know, once they mm-hmm. pass. Right. So, yeah. so they're both right because this other one was concerned that, hey, we're losing, you know, people losing their business, their livelihood. But then the other one saying, well, wait a minute. Well, so-and-so, you know what I mean? So I said, okay, so I see that they both have a point. So I told James, you know, the way I would approach it is like, um, I would probably promote 
free delivery, you know, and I would go big on my marketing as far as uh, free delivery or either that um, takeout, you know, so that way I'm not insensitive to other people who's on the other side of this argument. You know what I'm saying? So on the list that you have on your end, that number eight is what inspire. Do you want to like share something about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like being, it's, it goes a hand hand for me. I think it goes with motivation because Mm -hmm. employees want to be inspired. They're going to have days. It's like, Oh my gosh, the business is going through a rough patch and you need to inspire them that their work matters, that they're part of this big movement within the company and where they want to go to take the business to the next horizon, to the next level. Mm-hmm. And inspiration is key. I mm-hmm. mean, you you want to give them, you know, something to look forward to, you know, mm-hmm. give and that plays into part of like inspire them. I don't know your work it's like is motivation. meaningful. You're doing yeah. meaningful. You're you're doing meaningful work here. Yeah. Your contribution is all mapped to the success of the company. You know, your work matters, your contribution matters, and you're doing meaningful work. Yeah. You so know, so some you, people some people are gonna have off days. You know, everyone has an off day no matter what department mm-hmm. or line of work you're in. You want that person to be that positive influence, that inspirational, that coach, that that person that's gonna just shift your gloomy day into more of a a little bit of a brighter day. So would you say that a good or a great leader should know how to motivate employees or even like a person? Both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Because I mean, everyone's, everyone's caring for each other. So I mean, there's gonna be days where the leader might have, you know, may need to be inspired by his fellow, you know, you know, chief, chief operating officer, you know what I mean? We're here to support each other. And and, 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 and there's going to be times where it's going to be so tough. Yeah. And, and I think I'm going to take this to another level again. And because people have different personalities, so a good leader should be, a, you know, should know or be able to read how to motivate each individual. Because what probably yes, everyone has different styles, exactly. work styles, mm-hmm. personality traits, um, work habits and mm-hmm. people like just like how people learn differently. People mm-hmm with people's feelings again that plays into the next one which is empathy you really Mm -hmm. have to take the time to like walk in that person's shoes and understand and I think that was one nice thing that went up around um for for companies within businesses and Mm -hmm. in corporate environments is I think some leaders and some managers they probably kind of grew their empathy muscle you know they probably did some training there because they probably weren't as empathetic Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, so there, I think that was a big thing. And, and that's, and again, one of the virtual conferences, they're saying a lot of leaders were really lacking their empathy. empathy. Yeah, they're lacking yeah. empathy. No, they, 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 no, that they, it grew, like they started oh, to move okay. into that. Yeah, so it was positive. And then the ones that weren't, you know, I don't think they were performing well, or they probably had a lot of employees Problem. that were going to jump to other companies. Exactly. So, well... With empathy, you know, I this is the this is big on me because if your boss or the leader in the company cannot empathize with your situation, because hey, life is hard, right? We're you know we're trying to figure out as it go, yeah. uh, you know, as it goes. Everyone's so doing their best. Yeah. So if there's no empathy from the top down, you know, then you're going to frustrate people that's working. People are going to walk. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to look for another company that they're going to work, you know, they're going to work for yeah. that has positive environment and that yeah. supports them. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Like I'm in transition. I'm trying to get back into the business world. And one of my questions will be like, what during the pandemic, what did you do for your employees? Like, how did you show you care for them? You know? Mm-hmm. And I'll be looking like if they could tell, Oh, well, you know, one of our employees had to, 
take care of their parents or they had a bad, you know, they, they had to reduce some hours because they have three kids that are now online learning, like being empathetic and understanding their life situation, you know, outside of work as well. And, you know, and so, Mm -hmm. and then being flexible with their, with their, with their work arrangements. So, you know, and so who knew that, in, you know, I mean, some of these environments, like when the pandemic hit, you know, they're like, oh, it's going to take, you know, three years to get this new um, software implemented. And they, they had like all these long plans of timelines and then they were able to, uh, to digitize and just go online in a matter of three weeks. So the people learn it doesn't take a long time to do things. <laughs> they had to like yeah. act and they just in, need in, to act and like, yeah, have in a, a crisis. Yeah. They had to just make it happen. And they are and their long timelines of getting stuff done. There was probably too much waiting time around for me you know uh, one of the traits that I look for too you know when I follow someone is like how efficient or how good a you know management is able to you know work under pressure you right like to to change to change the problem into positive things you know finding a solution positively as well as um being able, you know, I mean, you can't do that also without um, them being open to constructive criticism, because if you're, ta- mm-hmm. if you're talking to your boss and say, hey, I'm having a problem with this, maybe we can like improve it by me offering my idea to you. If they're not open to that, because they're only like, I don't know, one way or you know, of looking things and doesn't want to accept um, good ideas from, mm-hmm. from the employees, then that's going to be a challenge. That's going to be frustrating, you know, from the employees. Yeah. Yeah. The next one, accountability. I think this is big. I think um, you don't have to be a leader to be accountable. You just, you should just have this no matter what. No, that's part of the, sometimes the company, that's part of their values. Like their company values, it's accountability. Like you hold, they hold every person in that building accountable. Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's, it's well, across, th- it's across the board. It's across the organization. Have you got, have you worked for a company that, um, doesn't have accountability? Like, no, no. Yeah. Usually that's the main thing. Like everyone's accountable. That's a huge thing. That's a huge when thing. You, when you're part of a team and mm-hmm. you're in a job function, you got to be accountable for your duty. Your action. Yes. Your yeah. Action. That's your role. That's your function. Be accountable for all everything under your function. Because if you're not accountable, then what do you think happens? Then, then then it's like a mess. Well, there's a probably, lot of, right? there's a lot of pointing fingers happening and that then you lose trust and people are like second guessing people and uh-huh. maybe doubling up the work because they don't trust someone to take care of it. So then that's not, that's not efficient. That's not, not efficient. Productive, yeah. yeah. You're wasting more company time and that's money. not efficient. That's yeah. Not money. Cause, yeah. yeah. Cause money, cause you're paying. And that's not streamlining things. Yeah. That's not streamlining things. You're probably creating a bunch of bottlenecks too. Yeah. So it's very important no matter what, whether it's a company or not for someone to, you know, to have, you know, accountability. accountability yeah. Sure. Accountability, yeah. accountability to hold them accountable. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, okay. So next one, next one is focus and drive. Okay. What do you think about that? Cause there's a, something there that, you know, well, in, well, first of all, yes, deep, deep focus in our world of pop-ups and distractions, mm-hmm. it plays in with efficiency. So you got to keep people on track and stay on, you know, like hold them accountable, but then, you know, you got to have your the, weekly meetings and you got to focus. Like you can't, if you're like scattered, that's not going to work. That's that person's going to need like a coaching meeting. You know, you got to be focused and the leader needs to be focused too. And I think the v- biggest vocabulary is you have the, the person or, the, you know, somebody has to be rational because if somebody's giving yeah. you, 
like a solution of how to fix a problem or or let's say how to achieve the goal is it's not like um it's not like rational solution then wouldn't you be like wait a minute how are we going to achieve that goal if this thing is irrational you know what i'm saying yeah 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 i think someone who's good at the focus and drive is like also being able to see the problem as a whole and be able Mm -hmm. to pinpoint the cause of the problem and have a solution for it yeah yeah and then be prepared like nothing's linear there's going to be chaos there's going to be fires to be put out nothing Mm -hmm. really happens smoothly so i think i would add in there adaptability is huge especially in today's world Yeah. I mean, look at, we all had to adapt with yeah, this pandemic like and people one. had to adapt faster than, you know, so that, that you had definitely had to exercise that skill yeah. and that muscle too. High adaptability. That's huge in like, uh, um, high growth companies too. That's like actually a big skill. Cause if you're looking for like something to be fixed uh-huh. and the same thing in day in day out, that you're not, if you don't have high adaptability, you're not, you may not be a culture Jen, to, to, the, if, to the group. Jen, if you don't have the quality of being able to adapt, you're not going to probably be successful in life because no, life not. is always a no. challenge. It's always obstacles, yes, yes, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So you have to be able to adapt. Otherwise, yeah, you, have you, to, you have to, you have to adapt. You have to swivel. You have to pivot. I mean, you got to be agile. It's all, it's an agile world. Yes. Remember, I don't I remember in high school, I think it was, it. Um, what was that thing that we, uh, we learned where, no, 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 it's not, Ma, it's not Maslow's higher hierarchy of needs. It's the other one where, uh, I can't think of it right now, but anyways. Well, me and the kids always talk about it, you know, as far mm-hmm. as adaptability, um, the one who can't adapt, it's like they wither away, you know, they, yeah. I think there was a the research. Weakest link. Yeah. yeah, there was a research. We read it in high school. It was like in the book, you know, it's like, um, it'll come to my mind. I'm like, I have yeah. a brain fog right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. I did not have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but this is one of the okay. signs. Right? Okay, responsibility. Responsibility. Being responsible. Okay, great yeah. leaders should. You, have, you need. Yeah, responsibility. There's even there's even a term, corporate citizenship. Like you have to be. Responsible. Is that a new term now? You have to be. Um, not so new. I mean, I've heard it thrown around a few times. Uh-huh. Maybe new to your your listeners and folks. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, um. Yeah, corporate responsibility is huge. And then again, the climate of America, there there hasn't been so much in leadership. And so let's try and model that and get better, be better at that in, in, in businesses. Because, you know, the leadership, some CEOs, you know, they get too much power and and sometimes they don't make the best decisions, you know. Well, sometimes too is that when they're like, uh, you know, when, when they have, I guess, the ego – they don't mm-hmm. welcome other people's um, ideas or opinion or constructive criticism, then some, somehow what ends up happening is that when the leader is not responsible and then I think it would just be like, it will, it will end up in chaos because it's going to end up in like finger pointing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or, and it plays in, it, it plays in with accountability. It's like, no, this was your responsibility. We hold you accountable. I mean, you know, who was involved with the project. Or, or sometimes the person or the leader could, you know, say, Hey, that's not my responsibility. So I think that's so-and-so's responsibility. Then that's, mm-hmm. that's the finger pointing. So, but do mm-hmm. you think that's like, uh, I mean, I've, I've dealt with those kind of people before mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. just like, no, 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 no. You want to be successful. We got to go do this together. 
together, yeah. we, you know, us. Yeah, you le- we're yeah. going to have learning moments along the way. You're going to have learning moments. Those are lessons. Like, what did this teach us? What can we learn from this? How can we better? How can we do it another way? But here's the thing, though, Jen. Being a responsible person comes with having a mature, mature mind, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, if you think about it, little kids who doesn't want to be responsible, the reason why they're acting or behaving like that is because doesn't have the maturity to think that, hey, that's my responsibility. Okay, so... Well, that was a good, that was a good um, list. Oh, oh, there, oh hold it. I think I have, I have two more. Just two more. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. <laughs> humble. I don't know if I added this. Did, did I give oh, this okay. to you? Yeah. No, that's a good one. Yeah, humble and humility. Yeah. I think I'll take you on. I'll, I'll, I'll let you explain that one. Yeah. Well, I think if your team sees that a leader is coming from a humble place and that he's he's kind of, he's come from different, different backgrounds, um, ex- life experiences oh, okay. and background before he got to this, where he was at, you uh-huh. know, like you don't just birth yourself a CEO. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, now you could, I mean, you, you, you could birth yourself an entrepreneur, but to actually physically be, the CEO of a company, that CEO, CEO or leader must have experienced a lot of stuff started out uh-huh. as a beginner at some point. So they have, they have a, they have a life story. They have a career story there, uh-huh. you know, and they're going to, they usually the leaders that I've talked to that I respect them and, and, and follow leader, a humble leader will have a strong following and a uh-huh. followership. Uh-huh. And, and then they're going to share their humble beginnings and where they started out. And it's usually, you know, an entry level position. Yeah. And I think you know I can. Mean? Yeah. And I can, I can spot those people right away because you can tell, yeah. uh, you know, you can tell when you meet someone and they're like already like all full and full of themselves. Right. Versus right. someone who's humble because it's the way they approach you. It's the way they're mm-hmm. they're talking. Right. It's the way right. they're trying to help you out to solve a problem. Correct. So it's right. easy to spot but- someone who's humble. Mm-hmm. But then I I know of some people, people where it's like, oh, my dad was, you know, it was handed down. So it was like okay. it's within the family. So they're handing down the position. And then uh-huh. I had friends like, oh, I work for this family company. Now it's down to the son. He really doesn't know what he's doing. So it's just he's just in that seat because of, you know, because he was birthed into the family type yeah. thing. So yeah. and, and so that person may not have a humble beginning. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. But then, and then how to speak to humility, you want that leader to to be, have high self-awareness and to know, like, look, um, I made a bad decision, uh-huh. you know, I, I maybe steered the group in a wrong way, but that, that'll be accountable and, and take the responsibility to recognize and, and voice, Hey, I'm human. I made this error. I made a mistake. Yeah. You know, I have the humility to say, I, yeah. I, this was, this was a learning moment for me. And I really took this company in the wrong direction and when it worked together, we're going to try and get back on course. Well, Jenna, you made a point, you know, someone who came from, let's say, I think in our, when we were in high school, we call it, you know, someone who came from like, you know, like a wealthy family, like Silver Spoon, right? Yeah. If, yeah I think yeah. that's the term that we use here. Yeah. So I forgot some, about that term. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're, t- you're, you're telling me that I'm ancient. Yes, I am ancient. Well, no, I think now <laughs> it's more like trust fund baby. And then oh. that's the Silver Spoon. But or, no, today old, it's, or old it's, money. I guess. Yeah. Those are, the, yeah. I like the, the, the terms term today that are is, old. Yeah. Yeah. The t- term today is probably trust fund baby and uh-huh. so, other 
So, yeah. so, so my point is someone who came from those background, they don't have appreciation to little things because they take things for granted. So I think someone, I think I see a lot of people that are self-made, ugh, I can't even talk, self-made millionaire. They're usually mm-hmm. humble because you know why? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They, because it means that they appreciate things in life. They remember, you know, how they get, you know, how they got to where they're at right now and uh-huh. from right. bottom the up, early right? Days. The yes. early days. And when, when they had, their stories are going to be of struggle. Yes. And they're grateful for it was easy. Exactly. And they have a sense of being grateful for the things that they have, the people around them and appreciation for just about small things too, not just the big things. So I think those are the people that's got humility and, you know, humble. Yeah. 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 Hey, before, so that's number 13, number 14. I think this is the, this is the last one. Okay. It's reliable. I think when, and this is big, actually, Jen, when I was, um, when I was in the corporate world, you know what I mean? When, when people that are, um, in, in, you know, the people, when people were interviewing me, they always asked Mm -hmm. me, are you reliable? Well, we're both have like a background in human resources, Mm -hmm. reliable slash dependable. This is very important because, you know, for me, when, even with the friendship, right? Like you and mm-hmm. me, if and you're, you're my cousin. So let's say if I say, hey, let's go out. And then you keep changing plans right. on me. And then right. I can't be, I can't, you know, even count on you as a dependable yep, person. Exactly. Then of course, I'm right. not going to have any trust in you anymore. Right. You, right. you know, I'm going to look at you as a shady kind of person. So it's very important for someone to have this, you know, this quality as far as, someone who's a leader yeah, someone you can count on yeah and someone's gonna be there when they're supposed to be or or be reliable and responsible to their tasks or what they're responsible for their project or what they're contributing to yeah the, so the business initiatives you know it's like that carry your weight that's your part yeah well that's be how responsible and be reliable yes you know, you know if i'm looking at a you know a leader let's say either in my industry or let's say the country, someone who's reliable and consistent. So see, this thing goes hand in hand, you know, Uh if, you know, being consistent and being reliable, they go hand in hand. Then it tells me the authenticity of the person, because if you promise something and you don't follow through, what do you think is going to happen? I'm going to lose trust on that person, right? Whether it's someone. It's going to also be questionable in your mind. (laughs) Yeah. I mentioned that we've had, you know, an experience, you know, we've, ha- we've both had experience in human resources kind of work. So I've done this before and I'm pretty sure you have some kind of uh, experience or exposure to this. So wouldn't you think that credentials, you know, or yeah, credentials is very important when you're hiring someone as far as qualifications, achievement, personal quality, yeah. the background yeah. of yeah. the person sure. that's suitable for, for sure. the job? For sure. Right? Yeah, because you have a job description and you have the specs and then you want. Do you think that it went down lately? Because some people, they, this is what I noticed. In our society, I have noticed that it's almost like high school, that when they see someone that's popular or that's being recognized all the time, regardless whether that person has credibility, I mean, credentials or not, they will just go follow that person or or put that person on the pedestal or, or, you know, or look at that person as like, oh, this person is big, but 
But then they're not looking into like, is this person like probably putting a facade? If you're not looking at this person's background as far as, you know, credentials to, you know, as far as, you know, hiring someone, you know, whether that person is suitable for the job or not. If you're not going to look at the qualifications and the background, then what are you hiring them for? It's just like, what, for the popularity? Then what kind of a mess you think you're going to have when you hire this person who's, you know, you're putting to do the job that doesn't have any experience? It's going to be chaos, don't you think? Yeah. Well, they have the job description because they, they, when they, when they create a job description, they don't expect you to have every single thing, but they, they, they want you to have most of it. And well, there's going to be areas where they're open because there could be, you know what I mean? They're just kind of throwing a lot of... Or sometimes they're going to put a facade like they, you know, they say, oh, yeah, because I've met those people before. They said, yeah, I have experience in so-and-so or in such thing. But then in reality, they just like kind of like lie about it, like like putting a facade, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, yeah, there was a big thing. I don't think it happens as much, but that's part of in terms of credentials and, and education and degrees. That's part of the employee verification check. They'll check their credentials they'll do the education background check and i've come i've done it where people have been dishonest and they said they had a bachelor's degree and we do a check and there's nothing there really yeah oh my gosh well guess what that was like years and years ago i don't know i don't have to employ yeah well um well, well they, they won't, they'll say no, they didn't get their degree from here. Yeah, well, yeah. I, well, I'll tell you what, Jen, I've never heard or, of that. Or maybe they went there for like a year and then said they finished with a four-year degree. Well, Jen, I'm going to tell you, someone we know, and I've never heard of this before until this person shared the story with me. Someone we know actually um, went to college, but then didn't really like, you know, go to the classes. And as a matter of fact... Just, you know, someone we know just used the name and then had someone, someone in that person's family. I can't, you know, I'm not going to say her or he, you know, I'm just going to say someone because I don't want to name name. But anyway, so not in our family, though. This is someone we know, someone like a, you know, like a friend. So anyways, so that person actually asked his, his or her family member to go to class for him or her and then also take the test for him and her and then after that then him or her is using this I don't know like a a college degree in so and so whether it's you know what I'm saying so for me so I was like what you can do that I've never heard of that before I thought you can you know I thought when you sign up for school you know, for college, you have to be there. But then after that person said, no, you don't really, you know, they don't, they don't check your ID or your driver's license, whether you're the one who went inside the class or took the test. I'm like, wow, I never looked at it that way. So this was going on for years and I didn't even know it. Well, yeah, people, people go and even like, um, but then they're being, um, like certain tests, like if you're getting a master's degree, Uh some people, and there's all those tests that people pay, Someone to take to it? To, yeah, to take, you know, their tests in the, like even in a master's program or, I, I mean, mean God, people, you could take, pay someone to take the bar for you. I mean, it's really I know sketchy. we've never done it before because you know what, if I'm going to pay for my school, I better, I better make sure and better how be me taking that class. So that way I learn something from it. So but if right, I need I to apply it, yeah. yeah. So if I need to apply it, then I'm not like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I'm going to hire somebody to do that and just use my name for it. It's like. 
what is you know that's just to me yeah. it's just like being deceiving and like lying so i don't i agree I yeah agree. but anyways so we <laughs> we said 40 minutes guess what it's been an hour we'll probably scale it back a little bit well i'm gonna probably not gonna do too much of an editing but you know what jen that's that's a good thing though because you can hold a podcast that's over an hour <laughs> Yeah, who knew? I felt like the last one we were on together was over an hour too. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That means that you can do the podcast, you know, you're not going to run out of like conversation to talk about. No, 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 for sure. For sure. So anyways, cousin, um, thanks for coming on. I really Thank appreciate you. I'm it. So grateful. I'm so grateful. I appreciate you too. I'm so thankful. This was a good um, exchange. You know, we get to swap stories. We get to share our perspectives and our, you know, experiences and what we've Um, you know, in more additional, you know, share insights so that uh -huh. your listeners can, you know, walk away with some nice key some, bits, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, I have listeners in Asia. So, oh, I mean, this, this this is helping them, you know? Yeah. And even yeah. like, um, like, I think one time I was looking at, you know, my thing, it was like, I guess it's like, what, Africa or something? Well, that's so. fantastic. <laughs> that is so exciting. See, it just, you can just make an impact in all these little ways. Yes. So anyways. Making a difference. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you kindly. And okay. good night. Good night. Yeah. Okay, okay. Take care. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, folks. I think I'm going to end it here. Don't forget to follow me at Mary Unapologetic. And I'm going to resume two weeks from now with James. As well as I do have a website. Check out my website. It's MaryLeeToledo.com. And it's MaryLeeToledo.com. Thank you.